I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have The Canaries by M.M. Pratt 99. So this is a the third installment to uh, M.M. Pratt's um, Curtisville stories, um, just because Curtisville is the town that this all seems to be happening around. <laughs> is it part three? Yes, this is part okay. three. Uh, first, the first one was Lonesome Road. Second one was um, Shadow, Fog, and Firelight. Uh, you can check them out um, and this one on creepasta.wiki. And uh, I guess we'll just cut back into the narr- the, the rundown. Uh, it's about a kid who hates um, the fact that they have moved to the shitty podunk town. Um, even though they are in like a nice grand like house that their grandmother gave them, but it's kind of a money sink for his for the parents. Um, and his name's Nate. We have we have a narrator name, but then again, we've kind of been getting like the character names in the the series, so that's kind of a plus for this one. I don't know what the first one because I still haven't read it. <laughs> I probably should have, but probably. But I mean, again, you know, like, a, a view on it, like, because you can get this from like the standalone point. Um, the uh, so yeah, this Nate kid um, is in his bed. It's like a hurricane weather going out down outside, like like horrible <coughs> torrential like winds and rain, mm-hmm. um, which seems to be a common theme throughout these stories. Because <laughs> it's either fog or it's like torrential rain. Yeah, and he, um, he's super worried that a tree is going to fall and crash into the yeah because roof. they're 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 next to like a, basically a redwood forest. Um, because they are in like kind of a, the semi-rich part of town, hmm. um, but uh, he hates it here. He wishes they were back in San Diego, um, or is it San Antonio? Pretty sure it's San, San Diego. Diego. San Diego. Okay, good. Um, and uh, he then he hears uh, like out, like through like the set, the sound of the rain and whatnot and the storm. Uh, he hears like a whispering sound, and then he realizes it's not really a whispering sound. It's like more like uh, like rats scratching uh, in the walls uh, in his closet. <clears throat> and uh, he's like, "Great, I hate rats. Uh, they're they're disgusting, and terrifying." Um, and then they just start like really going at it in his closet, and he's like, "What's going on there?" And he starts getting kind of freaked out. So he runs outside to the hallway where his bud- where his brother Russell um, is going to the bathroom, and like bumps into him and. and then he pleads... Immediately to, starts crying, basically. Yeah, he pleads uh, while crying. He's like, his, did you mention he's seven? Yes, he is seven years old. Yeah. Um, it's another one of the... Yeah, it's like seven-year-old. Um, I think this is set in the 80s as well, but based, sure. only based on like the other stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Russell uh, kind of... I'm trying to come up with the word for it. Uh, kind of just like... Rolling his eyes, goes and help, goes and checks the closet for his brother. While his brother goes to the bathroom, <laughs> so like left all alone to to check to, to get uh, get grabbed by the monsters or whatever. Yes, um, checks the closet, open like opens it up, 
And there's nothing there, like aside from like a, menage- a mess of clothes and whatnot, including these like Smurfs and trolls and some of that, mm-hmm. and other toys and stuff. It's like, all right, there's nothing here. It checks the walls. There's no no, no sounds whatsoever. Um, and then he gets jump scared by his brother from behind, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he lets him know that there's nothing there. And it's like, well, what if there is? What if they come back? He's like, well, then just put some furniture in front of the the, co- the closet door, <laughs> and then just like movie insert yeah. name here. I don't remember. Hmm. Like he he says specifically. He says, oh, Cujo. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, and uh, also, I should I should point out that he was also he was actually feeling some weird like tension about checking the closet initially. Yes. Um, and he kind of has that feeling linger as he leaves. Um, and the reason he had that feeling is because um, when he, his little brother constantly said like, "Oh, there's vampires or or other weird fantastical creatures after him," but this time it's something mundane, so he thinks it might be real. Yeah. So he's actually somewhat concerned that there might yeah, like there might be, be like a real there. like something like realistically there. Yeah. Um, and then he goes to back to his room and he tries to sleep, but he can't because because he, he keeps thinking about like what, what was, why why can't I sleep like there's nothing in the closet. There's nothing in the closet. And then it's like... Then he kind of clicks. It's like, wait. There was something in the closet, and then it wasn't there. The trolls and the Smurf things. So then he goes back into... Uh, like, goes to check. And he sees that his brother has put some furniture uh, in front of the closet. And he's yeah. like, hey, do you got... Do you got trolls and Smurfs stuff? He's like, no. Those things are scary as shit. I don't... Those things are creepy as hell. I don't put those... I don't, I don't have those things. like, oh, okay. Um, good night. And then he goes back into his room... And puts his bat behind his pillow as he starts dreading what's going to happen. And that's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I guess we'll go into uh, Grammar Nazis first. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, this is the, so there's, a, there's two quotes at the beginning, like two kind of introductory quotes in the, uh, this one. First one is uh, a Lovecraft story. Quote, Entire uh, story. No, no, no. Like, uh-huh. Just like a, par- like a line uh, or a paragraph from uh, the thing of the uh, of the doorstep, um, and then there's um, a dis- uh, a like uh, uh, is it a dictionary dis- uh, dictionary uh, um, explanation for the word canaries, mm-hmm. or for the whole like yeah for canary and like what it means and so that mm-hmm. first specifically um, minor canary yeah minor canaries yes. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean minor as in children, I mean mining canaries. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the ones that they put down in the tunnels. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go into the, that uh, Lovecraft one because there's a little bit of a mistake. Um, there are black zones of shadows close to our daily paths, and now and then some evil souls breaks a passage through. So I actually had to check the original text of Lovecraft, at least as far as, like, I, I checked another source of the of that Lovecraft like story and you look um, through all of your ancient tomes that you have right there. Yes, clearly. Yes, it's called Wikipedia. <laughs> right. No, um, <clears throat> you, oh, you digitized all that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. No, there's like you can go online. Like you can go to like I think uh, Project Gutenberg or like uh, there's even, no uh, Project Gutenberg's actually like they digitize old texts. I immediately like, thought it's a site rent, run <laughs> by Steve damn, Gutenberg. God damn it! <laughs> uh, I knew you're as Mahoney. <laughs> God damn it! Because that's the only role I really know Steve all Gutenberg right. from. Big <laughs> Serious though. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you can also check. Like, there's actually a, 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 I believe there's a website on, online that actually just archives all of H.P. Lovecraft stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so I checked one of those um, to make sure that that was the right spe- Like that was actually just pulled from that. And it turns out it actually isn't. It's actually it is in the original text. It's evil soul breaks. So I guess the person here 
um, wrote out this one, mm-hmm. or like rather than copied and pasted from something, mm-hmm. um, or maybe their original source, maybe their source happened to like have a typo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, and I'm just noticing this now, uh, the original is Zones of Shadow, not Zones of Shadows. Okay, so that's the second one then. Yeah. Extra S's. Yeah. And again, like, we don't know if that's, like, maybe they did type it up and rather than copy it, mm-hmm. or maybe they got it from a, from a source that just happened to have two typos then. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then there's the, uh, so it, the, it's credited to H.P. Lovercraft, <laughs> <laughs> um, which the correct one is Lovecraft, but that is, it is a very easy mistake. Um. <laughs> I mean, that being said, you're in the first introductory little paragraph that yeah. isn't even about the story and you're at typo three. Yeah. That's the thing, you know. Yeah. And you know, if I had a boat, I would name it HP Lovercraft. Yeah. If I had a hovercraft, I'd call it HP Lovercraft. <laughs> yeah. That sounds HP really stands for awesome. horsepower. He's got a blown V eight engine. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sounds like a uh, well, because they have like Starcraft uh, like boats or motorboats and stuff like that too. Um, like that's a that's a brand of of motor of motorboat. Um, oh. I immediately went to Starcraft. I know, video I know game. you did. I'm like, what? My, my uncle had a green like shaped like a zerg, a green tin boat that on the side was Starcraft, and every time I saw, it, I was like, zerg. Nice, <laughs> but um. But no, it was like, yeah, I totally, or like, Lovercraft is like, it's like one of those love tunnels, but it's like a little bit more thrilling one, it's not so slow, it's actually just like hovercrafts decked out with like, they'd be like swans, and they just, <laughs> I love you so much. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's for the adrenaline junkies out there. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yes. That's adorable. So they're not falling asleep in the, in the swans. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> um, again, kind of easy misses, but like, they are there. Mm-hmm. Um... And then uh, the next quote I have is uh, kind of a suggestion more than a typo. Um, With wide, watery eyes, he stared at the ceiling, alert for a slightest leak for or the sickening crash of a large branch breaking through the roof. So I think rather than a slightest leak, it should be the slightest leak. Mm. To me, it reads a little bit yeah, better. That's the way like, that I would alert say Alert for it. the yeah. slightest leak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, the slightest leak like kind of thing. Um... And then this one, so then my next, my next thing is, actually, you're going to, like, uh, I, I swear, uh, Mikey, the East End's Evil is rubbing off on me. <laughs> or this story just has a lot of these. Um, it. So, no, 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 no. It's an older Mikey thing. Oh, okay. Um, so, trouble Magic wa- science. Hang on. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, all right. Trouble was, you had to be basically a millionaire to live in on those showy museum houses. And when you belonged to a slightly lower income bracket, such as the McKeeleys, you were stuck in either slummy old Union Town or worse, crappy old Curtisville. Period. And even if they were able to sell off this enormous English-style ranch house that they had just inherited from Grandma, due to the expensive and numerous renovations, they still wouldn't have enough to move to a more decent kid-friendly locale. <sighs> Period. That is two sentences out of three that make up a paragraph. And two of my notes. <laughs> so, and also, uh, yeah, so, like, yeah, I do love, uh, I will, I'm going to state stay right now, I do like the, the, set, the info of this setting that's, that's been put out here. 
But damn, these are some long-winded expositional sentences. Yeah, like the, the information is fine. It yeah. just needs to be like, like structured there better, pro- yeah, yeah. Well, properly structured. Um, so you don't need to do an Ace Ventura and go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like uh, details are good, and the situation of the period just cut it up a little bit. Also, um, you had so my my thing here was uh, you had to basically be. Oh, uh, so like it says, like you ha- you had to be basically a millionaire. I, I think again, another suggestion. You had to basically be a millionaire. Reads a little bit better to me. To me, but it could go either way. But to me, it, that re- that read a little bit better than uh, you had to be basically. Be basically is more of something that you would like if you're talking to someone. You wouldn't preemptively think about structuring it yeah. properly, so you, it might come but out that way, and that'd be fine. Yeah. But it's not dialogue that's written down, and it would flow slightly better being the other way around, I agree. Exactly. But it's mm-hmm. not... It's it's not like... Again, that's why I say it's a suggestion, not... I really. think you're in the nitpick, nitpick nook first oh, this probably, time. Probably. How about that? Yeah. Show over, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even there yet. <laughs> I'm just lounging on this. It's like, you guys are getting in here. <laughs> well, that's fine. Uh, and then uh, we have another one. Nate sighed, his, wishing his dad had just walked away from this massive money pit and stayed at, in San Diego rather than take the new job transfer as a customer engineer for a control data corporation where he now took care of large room full of, or a large room full of noisy, antiquated computers and peripheral equipment. <sighs> Jeez. Another long one. Okay, I'm, so not going actually, to, I'm not going to mention every single one of these. But this story is kind of riddled with uh, with run run on sentences. Also, the previous paragraph in this one, did you write how to change it? Because I did. If you did, I did not. Oh. Please. By okay. Well, like for the, the first one, um, talking about inherited from grandmas, <laughs> it'd be um, and even if uh, they were able to sell off this enormous English style ranch house that they had just inherited from grandma, due to the expenses of numerous renovations they still wouldn't have enough to move to a more decent, kid-friendly locale. Which is still a long sentence, Yeah, but it's not as long. And you got to get rid of the end at the beginning of that sentence? Yes, that's that's literally oh, yeah. the only thing I had to change there, hmm, I think. Right, yeah. Because the rest of it was commoned out enough that yeah, you just keep just, going. Yeah, just, like, long, though. <laughs> like, hmm. definitely Actually, the second part is all I did was a remove the end as well. So maybe I, I no. Either way, that one, the one you just read. Yeah. Um I I sectioned that out into two paragraphs. So uh where's the first change? Uh walked away from the massive money pit and stayed in San Diego, period. Yeah. Right there. Then his father took a new job transfer as a customer engineer for the control data corporation, comma, taking care of large Room full of noisy, antiquated computers and peripheral. Yeah, like I love the like I, I don't mind the information at all in the, like given in this. Yeah, and like even like I when I first read that that paragraph, I was like, how does this kid know? But like like he's gonna start like talking about the uh, the housing situation of the, of this time period. <laughs> it's like, but no, I guess it makes sense. Like if this kid's like like hates the situation he's in, he probably knows a lot. Like he's probably been told a bunch of times. About Plus, he'd be saying like. Dad, why do we have to move? Yeah, like, exactly. oh, I have to take this new job exactly, doing this yeah. with this boring stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's also another issue with the whole customer engineer. Uh-oh. Uh, a customer engineer is someone who takes care of customers. Not, not a room full of noisy, antiquated computers and peripheral equipment. 
unless the customers are robots. Dun, dun, dun. You know what? I honestly <laughs> could possibly buy that in the setting that we've been given so far with like fog, fire, and light, and or uh, shadow, fog, and firelight because yeah. of the whole like the mystical creatures coming through from a parallel reality. Um, actually, which talk- from what we got, for, actually, we actually got some uh, comments from the author again uh, for the last one. Uh, and they did mention, like, they did actually write up a uh, some stuff, some background information about, like, the parallel universe and elves. Mm-hmm. So it turns out that I think those, um, the tanned, um, blonde-haired, tanned, amber-eyed um, character from the last yeah. one was actually, like, an elf creature. Okay. So. They also said that I was right about the wall thing at the end. Yeah, I saw that too. You know. yeah, she, <laughs> they even sent us photos. Yes! To show us, I was like, "Yeah, okay, all right." You know, I, 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 I'm a bigger man. I'll, I'll, I'm a big man. I'll, I'll, I'll admit to defeat. Oh, defeat. I'll, I'll admit to, that I failed, or I. That is also defeat. defeat. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'll admit that I, I, um, uh, I definitely saw that wrong. I'm That's sorry. Cool. You should be. Okay. You were forgiven. Thank you. <laughs> but anyways, um, back to this story. Um, as soon as I read the, I'm only chiming in because it's sort of the same sort of situation. Um. When I started this talking about like the the dad having to job transfer, I wasn't sure if what he was trying to say is his dad had to do a job transfer from a customer engineer to some job now that he has to take care of antiquated computers and peripheral Damn. equipment. That might be what it's Rather trying to say. That San Diego stay in this my pit or stay in San Diego rather than take that new tra- job transfer as a. No, I think it's. I think it, it, he's a job transfer to customer engineer. For oh, I know. I'm just saying. Like when I first read it, I was confused what he's trying to say. Like if those are supposed to be the same thing, because they, two and as Mikey said, yeah. they sound, they seem different. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I just wasn't sure if it wasn't properly saying like he used to do this and now he's doing yeah. this boring job. Yeah. Again, like a lot of these like kind of suffer from the the run on sentence thing, and like I feel like if they were cut up a little bit more, they'd be. A, they read a lot more clearly. Oh yeah, um, and also you would have some breaks between reading or like between uh, sentences. Yeah, um, I rewrote that one too. Oh yeah. Oh, oh wait, did I read that one? I, I read that one out already. Yeah, there. Are, I, I didn't. I, I, this, those, these are the only two examples I really kind of go in. There are other ones, but I just I felt like if we were going to keep doing it, it was just gonna, this was going to be like two hours long. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But yeah, like there there are other run on sentences in the story. I'm sure you guys at least grabbed a couple then, <laughs> based on what Mikey just like shot me in the eye. It's like it's like oh <laughs> shit, this many. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's not this many. It's this many. Like eleven? Yeah, Jesus. Eleven grammar. Eleven grammar Nazis. Oh fuck. Okay, I, I have other grammar Nazisms too. Like not just run on sentence, but that was my big one for the yeah. story. Um, the next one I have actually is. And again, this isn't the whole sentence because it's another run-on sentence, but uh, Russell in his skill in sports, as mm-hmm. well his display of athletic prowess on his beloved bike, as well as skateboard. Wow, that's a lot of as-wells. Um, yeah, so the and first... Then, and then, <laughs> The first one, though, is like, um, should I think it should be uh, his skill in sports as well as. He's just missing an, an as there. I, I shortened um, it up even more. Um, and then also, yeah, there was more to the sentence. Um, periods are your friends. Don't be afraid to use them. <laughs> the way uh, it, the yeah. way I re- rewrote that is um, 
uber cruel jocks all the popular kids aspire to be, period, instead of the semicolon, and that Russell with sports in his display of athletic prowess on his beloved bike or skateboard, period, Larry, uh, bracket Lars, earned the respect and envy via his musical talent, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, also, yeah, because period, because that there is no period between the Russell thing and the Larry thing. It just immediately goes into Larry's thing. Yeah. All one mm-hmm. sentence. I was like, okay, Jesus. <laughs> Um, I hate that I keep like thundering on that, but that is my biggest issue with the story. That there were so many, there were no, peri- there were barely any periods where there should have been. Yeah. Um, uh, the next one I have is, yeah, whatever. Like I'm going to be touching your dorky germy stuff. Uh, this is Russell talking. Um, but it's, I think it, in this case because it's dialogue, um, gonna. As in G O N N A, yeah, would have worked better. Would have would have been good to add for like like I'm gonna be touching your dorky jersey stuff. Wait, what actually is it? It's going be. There's no A between going oh. and be. Well, the other thing is. Oh this... no, sorry. There's no. There's no. Sorry. There's no going to be. Like there's no two in between those. Two well, be. the other thing is, this is his um, his brother that's a super jock. Yeah. So he also might not be too so he's just smart a king in man. the head. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like a Neanderthal football player guy. Totally, yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> and then another, again, another kind of instance of like just missing a word, like like they were typing too fast and skipped a word. Um, Nate may be a gullible when it came to ghosties and ghoulies. But he certainly wasn't stupid. So I think just remove the A before gullible. Like Nate being Nate may be gullible when it came to ghosts and ghoulies. Yeah, or a gullible um, kid while. Yeah, or yeah. a gullible kid. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we have the fake out jump scare kind of thing. <laughs> so to your end of it, like oh him just being the Neanderthal kid guy. Then why does he say this? Jeez Louise, don't sneak up on me like that. You want want to give me a cardiopulmonary infarction? I think that's infraction. Yeah, cardiopulmonary infraction. And my note is, uh, or could have just said heart attack. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been the yeah. that would have been the simplest thing, and would have worked just as well, like just as effective. Yeah, yeah here's the yeah. thing. This is okay. This is what Russell is. You don't understand. He's I, he's I, the I, smartest dumb guy you know, and <laughs> he's currently a jock. Yes, and he does sports. Yes, but he wants to be a doctor. You clearly, see, yeah. Well, I mean, and again, there's but no, all like, the hits to the head are fucking up his. No, like, again, like it is dialogue again, and like I'm, I'm I'm totally fine with this jock having like trying to like use like intelligent words and stuff like that because it, again, it's character kind of building a little bit. Um, though wow. maybe fix that infraction <laughs> to make me actually not be infarction. <laughs> <laughs> and infarction. But again, he's a jock. He gets hit in the head a lot. You know, I guess. I don't know. it's the football. Uh, yeah, to, to me that just came out of left field. <laughs> yeah, and whole, I was like, "What?" He plays baseball. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, because it just keeps going to left town. You know. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Left town is just left of Curtisville. Mm-hmm. Maybe to the right of. Union no, town. it's to the left of everything. It's, it's, <laughs> the, it's left of Union Town as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing to the right of it. It's not to the right of anything. Yeah. Uh, it is not right town to another town. No, hold on. Yeah. Uh, and then my next one is, uh, my last one actually, my groundhouse isms, is again dialogue, but like, I, I just felt like it, 
something didn't be- like something needed to be fixed here. So it's what? So Russell sputtered. He glanced back at Nate. You say something? Nate gave him a weird look. Huh? Uh? Or huh? Uh? I think it should be nah. Uh. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I actually have that nah like work because huh does not. I don't. That's not the word. Huh? Uh. Nah. Yeah. It just it like nah is a lot more effective for that line, or like as a negatory kind of thing. Yeah. Or as like like a questioning negatory. Um, and that's my grammar Nazisms uh, until we go to actual thoughts. So, Mikey, the stands for evil. Alright, let's see here. My one grammar Nazi here, the first one. I was gonna say you only have one. Uh, I have at least two. Okay. That weren't haven't been touched on yet. Cure. So, so one is in relation to the need of commas. Yes. Uh, really, because it seemed like there was a lot of comma use. Not in this sentence. Okay, no. This was earlier on. I, I must be thinking, I'm just thinking of the ones I kept like look, I, I quoted them because like they were like comma comma comma. Well, like, <laughs> there's only a lot of commas there because you're quoting an entire paragraph. That is one sentence. <laughs> yes, but I'm saying like if you even wanted to keep that entire paragraph as one sentence, it would still need more commas. Yeah. Okay. Fair. All right. And here's the quote. The only plus side of this whole Humboldt region, aside from the nice Victorian area architecture, was that it was located within the heart of the majestic redwood forest. So I put commas in this, okay. and I'll read it with the commas. Well, let's see if they're in the exact same location my two commas are. The only plus side of this whole Humboldt region, comma, yeah. Aside from the nice Victorian era architecture, comma, yes. was that it was located within the heart of the majestic Redwood Forest. Nice. We did it. <laughs> yeah, right, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll unlounge and let you guys come to the nitpick note now. Cool. <laughs> Actually, I don't really see that as a nitpick. That's it's really, not. That's really like, that should be fixed, yeah. <sighs> Alright. Again, whoever, if any authors listen to us and like, Feel hurt by us uh, grammar Nazisms. We're get, we're, 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 we do this out of like we do like to see like good writing and stuff like that, yeah. and we want to see it improved. Um, and that's also that's why we, we that's also why we start at the beginning so to get get the pain out of the way. Yeah, because <laughs> like for me, whenever I read a story, the worst thing is like when I'm stumbling over the sentences because they're like it's it's not telling me when I need to take a break. Yeah, because like if you don't do that, then like that word should stop. But if it's connected to something else, it makes you think something different. Yeah. So when it's all accommodated properly, it gives you the right visualization that yeah. you're going through. Like, the story, I think we can all agree, the story does have adequate detail of the setting, like, and location. Yes. It just, it's not structured, like, well, like, because it's missing a lot of the the grammar issues and some of that. Or it's missing a lot of the grammar that would make it a little bit clearer to visualize. Or it's harder to, to kind of, like, keep that, that ball rolling with the, like, the setting and whatnot. When you're trying to like re trying to reread it by adding your own like by adding yeah. things in. Yeah, right, so and I have another sentence that begins with and. Mm-hmm. And what was the point of enjoying the forest scenery when the extended periods of sun and warmth were so far and f- well, so few and far between? Yeah. So begin with and. Oh, okay. Uh, that that's all. And then I have a run-on sentence. 
Also, he talked about that previous yeah. and one. Did he? And the end one that was right after that. Yep. Those are the two. Those are the first two he did. Ah. And I re- I went to reread them. I'm like, oh wait, no, these two I just took at the end at the start. Oh right, right. Well, my bad for not paying uh, good enough attention. Actually, I did not mention those ones. Why am I marked? I have trouble. The- was showy museum houses belong? It, it might not be yeah, the first thing you said, but yeah. no, you no, said no. it. Okay. No, apparently no, I didn't. didn't. I only yeah, I only mentioned the that one and then the uh, the paragraph with the uh, uh, customer engineer. Basically, I'm because it was in the middle of his. Yeah. That's why I didn't catch it. Because he was probably quoting it and having to end his continuation. Yeah. I did mention period right before, though. Because I do remember saying that. But. Yeah, no. I don't remember if you said that or not. Alright. But the recording has the evidence. Yes. Mm -hmm. You're on recording. How does it make you feel? It's my life now. (laughs) (laughs) That's my secret. I've always recorded. (laughs) Ah, I see. (laughs) Alright, sorry. Run on sentence. Yes. I think that this will be the end of my grammar Nazis and into my actual thoughts. There was either a lot of fog or a lot of rain, or in this case, a lot of fog accompanied by heavy monsoon showers, lightning, thunder, and sometimes marble-sized hail, and nearly hurricane-force winds. Yep. <sighs> I was going to write that one down, but I'm looking at it, I'm like, how would I even rewrite that? <laughs> again, I, I, yeah. That's a lot of information. Yeah, and again, like, I was going to, but like, as I started reading the story, it's like, okay, there's a lot of run-on sentences. I'm... Just kind of make kind of a general note after I yeah. mention a few, um, but yeah, just <laughs> okay. I'm with grammar Nazis. Oh wait, 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 wait! I, I got one more. Okay, which I'm surprised you didn't bring up. Oh, because you usually put this story in Google Docs and tell us I about. Did, uh, but okay, t- tell us about words that are wrong. Okay. So, here's the quote. Great, it's bad enough I get stuck in the retardo class with all the losers and mental health cases, he thought, but then the stupid movers end up loosing all my favorite stuff in the whole wide world. Loosing? Oh, shit. Well, that's why it didn't show up in Google Docs, and that's why he didn't notice it. (laughs) Because it's a... Is loosing a word? <laughs> I don't think it is, is it? No. To l- make something loose. Like to loose the hounds. <laughs> <laughs> we loose the hounds. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, no, I... I, I, I maybe, I, maybe I just, like, when I was reading that, it just, like, again, I filled in the gap. Or like you teponized it. You teponized it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I do that a lot. Because I also, actually, believe it or not, so I read this one through Google Docs for my notes. And then yesterday I reread the story in Creepypasta Wiki, mm-hmm. um, and then I actually started taking notes, some extra notes. <laughs> like I actually had like the, my Google Doc open in another tab, and I just kept like, "Sorry, right, I need to fix that. I need to talk about that." Yeah. But yeah. So. All right. So unruined discriminants. Okay. So um, early on, I don't remember when this was, but um, um, Nate hated this whole crap 
crap hole hick town and their newest home as well as the old as the oh joy good old wonderful humbled country locale so I don't know that whole sentence just kind of seemed kind of odd yeah so I went uh, Nate hated their newest home in this crap hole hick town as well as the oh joy to whatever that the rest of that was so just like the start of that just kind of felt clunky to me yeah um, the next part was talking about like the druggies and such. Uh, tweakers, junkies abound, as well as potheads. Although you don't have to worry about one of the potheads robbing you the way you do with those tweakers. Um, so I literally just switched that from tweakers, junkies abound to tweaker junkies abound because tweakers and tweakers, a tweaker is a junkie. Yeah, but it, it's like different from a pothead. So I'm assuming what they're talking about is. They're talking about two different types, specific types of drug users, tweakers and potheads, which are both junkies, but they're referring to tweakers as their own separate thing. But the way it's read, it's tweakers, junkies, so it almost sounds like tweakers, comma, junkies, comma, and... And honestly, I start. Like, I don't know if you guys got it, but like, um, as I was reading that, I, I was almost. I had to actually go online and check to see if that was actually a, a, a reference to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh. It's like, it's like, it's like uh, those uh, like uh, uh, like jockheads, weirdo, weirdos, blah, blah. They all think he's a righteous dude, <laughs> and it, it was completely different like terminology for like weirdos and like like all the kids and some mm-hmm. of that, like kid lang- lingo and some of that. But for like as soon the way it was written, I was like, that sounds like a, like that Ferris Bueller line. <laughs> I didn't make that connection, but I'm sure it does. Moving on. Um, the Bayshore Mall in Uniontown was small, ugly, pathetic, while the 20-plus stores here were tiny, mind-numbingly boring, and often o- occupied by long-winded and annoying people. Um, I literally just separated that out into a couple of um, sentences, and when it's talking about the, the stores were tiny, it's like, plus the stores... Here we're tiny. I swap, swap that to the se- the second part of the sentence is the twenty plus stores there. Wait, the twenty plus stores there were tiny, comma mind numbingly boring and often blah 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 blah. So instead of having all one sentence separated out because yeah. too many commas, not enough periods. Yep, it's <laughs> a running thing. Uh, next one. Trouble was you had to. Well, this is the same one. It'd be a millionaire and all that. Maybe wait, did I read that one out? I read that one out. No, I mean, did I read up my correction? Oh. I think... I thought you did. For the millionaire stuff. But maybe not. Either way. Yeah. It's, an, again, another situation where it's really long and you need a period in the middle, essentially. Yep. To bring it out. Alright, so this one's a huge quote. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to read it. Because it's essentially two paragraphs of quote. Jeez. But um, I just have it there as reference. Um, This is what's talking... When it switches from him saying, like... This is where I live. These are my brothers. And then it starts talking about him unpacking his stuff and putting it away because his mom told him to. Yeah. I wasn't sure in that situation if that was ha- happening right now or if he was still thinking about think something he had to do. I got the impression it was... like, so, like or, sorry, sorry, something he did previously. Yeah, I got the impression it was something he'd done previously. But yeah, I could see the confusion there. Like, he was like, he's doing it like... While he's in bed, like, while he's, like, at, uh, that night, like, working on that stuff, but no. Yes, yeah, because it's, like, talking about him thinking about his brothers, then all of a sudden, so with this threat looming overhead, Nate got to work. So, like, is he actively doing it now? Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't sure. It was a little confusing. So then, if that is the case, then he's laying there thinking about things, and he's like, oh, right, my mom's gonna get pissed at me. 
So he gets up and does that. Then after he does that, he goes back to bed or something, and, and then, then he hears the rats. Yeah. But that kind of makes a continuity error because at the start, he was mentioned. He was talking about his room briefly, and he said he's looking around at all the shelves with all neatly put like toys and stuff on them, which means he unpacked. Yeah, which means that was in the past. So it had to be in the yeah. past, but because it wasn't kind it was, of it wasn't said, said clear well. enough. Yeah. Yeah. My last one. Uh, when he finally. Finished hauling out the last box, he realized that he was missing a box full of his favorite comic. So, um, I'm assuming that mean that's uh, meant to be said as um, he realized that he was missing a box full of his favorite comics. Yeah, not necessarily. Or, or his, favorite. his favorite comic series. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's what it, yeah, his favorite comic is like. Uh, or it's just a huge box, just. <laughs> it's just open up, and it's just like one just comic one, sitting in there. One, yeah. <laughs> Or, or like, or again, like one series of com- like, yeah, yeah. One of his favorite superhero comic or favorite like, again, Hellboy comic or something. I don't know. Or Hellboy wouldn't be because the eighties and Hellboy was nineties. Anyways, sorry. But it's a box full of his favorite comics, so it's either an entire series, uh, it's full box, or, or it is one thin box just big enough for a comic or a singular box, one. and it opens up as this giant multi like multi volume like combined into one like tome, just like nice. That's true. Or, it's a giant box and you open up it. Oh, there's Dane Cook. <laughs> Comic. <laughs> really? Really? So Dane Cook would have, would have been the 80s. Uh, really? Robin really? Williams? Robin Williams, yeah. Really? Yeah. Christian really? Walken? <laughs> yes. Dane Cook's your favorite comic, really? Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> That's what I'm really into the whole time. <laughs> hey, I just chose a random comic uh, that was older than the newer ones. So, but not, but not old enough. Yeah, I see. That would you prefer, John Candy? That would be a big box. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld would be kind of easier to transport. Or Dan Aykroyd. He's all right. Jim Belushi. What's the smallest comic we can think of? Oh, uh, Rick Moranis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he works. But yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we're yeah. off topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Okay, cool. All right, so back on to actual thoughts. Uh, the meat and potatoes. So um, this is in reference to the, um, the, the mining canaries um, description. So it's uh, for number two, idiomatic... Uh, anything, especially an organism who demise, whose demise and distress provides an early warning of danger. I guess the canaries part is more the distressing feeling rather than the demise. Seriously, though, I thought that we were going to lose Nate, Russ, or even Larry at the by the end of the story. I thought we were going to have a Larry. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mentioned. Um, he's just like he's just mentioned and also begrudged against because like you know, fucking stole the basement the basement room. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But uh, I I thought for, like initially I thought we were going to lose like we were possibly going to lose Nate because yeah. like he was going and then we switched narrative like characters to Russell. I was like, okay, Russell's getting eaten or Nate's getting eaten. Uh, maybe Larry's like down in the basement. Maybe he's already gone. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he's down the store. Oh yeah, Larry. Yeah. It's the Larry the Canary. <laughs> My <laughs> God. <laughs> like another paragraph or two. Yeah. Um, it's the next morning, and like Larry went missing. Yeah, that would have been cool. But like, we, yeah. Anyways, uh, I'll go, I have a little bit more about that later yeah, in my yeah. notes. But like, 
Um, and then the next thing is, all right, if it was about a real-life critter, it was an enormous, hulking, mutant one like King Kong or Godzilla, or a prehistoric one such as a T-Rex or one of those velociraptors. So, point of order, if this is still set in the 80s, like the other stories... I don't think pop culture was fully aware of Velociraptors prior to Jurassic Park or even the Carnosaur movies. I could be 100% wrong on that, but I did Google up a little, like, a little bit to try and find like Velociraptors in pop culture, and the most, I, like, basically everything I found was like dating back to 1995-ish for Jurassic Park. I have an answer to your situation. Here. Sure. And it is something that we addressed in well, Mikey and and I addressed in our previous um, Al Dente Reloaded, where... Um, you, mean you, our, this is, you mean our special Patreon episode, show that people uh, can go check out our Patreon and find out about? Yes, that exact one. Awesome. That one that you too can listen to every, <laughs> every week, or every twice, twice a month. Twice a month, yeah. At the $5 tier. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now back to our regular schedule program. Um, but, um, but yeah... Um, you seem to think that this is a problem because this is in the 80s, right? Yes. Well, you're not thinking of this is in the 2080s. Because he's a My robot engineer. He's a, a robot engineer. We've already discussed that. Again, <laughs> based on the setting, like... He's a customer I engineer. Could totally he works, buy, I could kind of buy that with the setting. He <laughs> physically works on the customers. They come in. <laughs> it's like a Deuce X situation. They come into the limb clinic and, like, they have to have their augments worked on by him. Yeah. That's what he is. There you go. Cool. Done. <laughs> yep. All right. I'm no, that's no longer a problem. Yeah. Right. Good. Mark it off. Yeah. Good. All right. On to the next one. All right. <laughs> Suppressing a shudder at this sickening visual overload of saturine cuteness, Russell shoved the clothes aside and thumped on the back of the wall with his fist. So, saturine. Adjective. <laughs> Excessively sweet or sentimental. I learned a word today. Oh, I didn't look that up. I should have. Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's number one uh, like description is excessively sweet and sentimental. Oh, like, okay, oh, that makes sense. Cool. Um, then the next one is, uh, well, they must have quit fighting and hold up someplace else. Then, hopefully, hopefully, in Lars' basement bachelor pad, <laughs> he thought uh, ruthlessly. He was still pretty steamed at Larry from for sneaking that perch into his pillow last month. <laughs> what? <laughs> perch in his pillow? Yeah. What is that? A fish. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? Like, is that some kind of term for like snatching away, like, uh, like, like snagging the uh, snagging the basement, uh, like snagging like the the good room? Literally putting a fish in his mouth. Yeah, it's a prank or something, I guess. Uh, also, um, the beginning of that is like, um, again, to bring it back from like the uh, the beginning thing where like Lars, like Larry the Canary's uh, been eaten. He's like, yeah, they they uh, they uh, they held up somewhere else. Larry Larry's downstairs defending himself and getting. Brutally mauled by cute rat troll smurf things. Yeah, Larry's down there in the next installment of this. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't know. There, there are like a bunch more installments, but um, I'm not sure what the, if the next one's going to be based on this or if it's going to be another uh, another character in the setting. Yeah. Um, I do hope these stories do correlate eventually to some kind of conclusion, or if the, maybe they are just supposed to be like. Like, like this is my knows, entire world. Yeah, like here's, here's a bunch of random things some, that happen here's in my window, world. Here's, yeah. here's a window view into that world. Yeah. Like, um, 
And so the next thing is, look, if it keeps happening again, he said reasonably, then go pile some furniture in front of the door, like the kid did in Cujo. Pulling himself free of Nate's grasp, he continued on down the hall. Russ? Nate asked cautiously. What? Can I sleep in your... No. Russell cut him off as he trudged into his room, shutting the door behind him. So, I gotta give this story props for, for the feeling of an 80s horror movie, or like film story. The setups, the perspective switch between the brothers, the dialogue, the fake-out jump scare, it definitely builds that kind of atmosphere, even through the run-on expositional dumps um, that are throughout the story. Mm-hmm. This scene in particular was gold to me. Like, I liked, like, that's like, Russ, can I? No. <laughs> like, I could, it I, could, I could visually see that as a movie scene. Like, yeah. that, I could see the scene where, like, the where the brother gets, to, gets like, dragged into, like, begrudgingly, that's what I was looking for earlier, begrudgingly dragged into help his brother to investigate the closet that clearly has something wrong with it, but, uh, and, like, I, I thought for sure one of the kids was going to, like, he was just, like, the, uh, Nate was going to come back from the bathroom and his brother was going to be gone, like, miss it, like, just vanish, or, like, I kind of thought that even though, um, he would go check it, and yeah. then after he checked it, he go goes back and looks for Nate, and Nate's not in the bathroom, and he's yeah, that, gone. Yeah, that would work too. Um, also, the fake out jump scare was very classic, like horror, like yeah. these horror movie thing. Like it was like, like, oh, don't scare me like that. You, like me? you can hear like the violin string and everything. Exactly, yeah, or yeah. like that, like like that kind of like t- like that quiet, and then t- yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it, it just, this was a really, that was a, like, throughout this, despite its, like, grammatical errors and stuff like that, this did propose, this, this did produce, um, the feel of an 80s horror story. Yeah. So, um, and then my next quote, um, is, actually, the, I think the last one, well, yeah, like, the last couple of lines of the story. But yeah, when, uh, Russell's about to leave after he finds out that, um, uh, his brother didn't have any, like, trolls or smurfs in his, uh, closet or whatever, and then he, like... Going, he thought he hear, heard something, and then he like asked his brother, he's like, do you hear, say something? He's like, no. And he's like, oh, okay, goodbye. And he's like, oh, okay, said Russell numbly as, and resumed walking again. He could still feel Nate staring at him as he d- disappeared down the hall. Afterwards, he w- lay awake with the lights on, watching his bedroom door for a long time, and then put a baseball bat in, by his pillow, and at last he fell asleep. So, a really cool like ending there. Like nicely, like I should nicely, like like built up there. But that's the end of the that's the end of the story. No character goes missing or something. Like we mentioned earlier, like I expected one of these kids to go missing, and that was the 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 canary of the story. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, like I like the reveal of the that the trolls and the Smurf things looking things in the closet were actually the out of place vector. It actually kind of got me when I when I when it was uh, re- revealed. Yeah, um, personally, anyway. Um, and I also understand that there's a presence of danger that's being alluded to, possibly building up to something later in the series, like the other stories have been. But come on! <laughs> it was going pretty good. It was reading pretty well, like a spooky 80s nostalgia tale. The setup was there, and then the payoff is the kid has a sense of dread of something that he can't quite like grasp. And the implications are there of an imminent threat, but no final confrontation. It's almost like you're reading a pasta that is inherently creepy. Yeah. 
I know. No. And you know what? I'm not like. Again, I did say like I'm not angry at it. I'm yeah. just like it left me blue balls with creepy blue balls. Yeah. Okay. Um, which I guess is kind of it. It, it is to a degree. You know, it is actually a decent cliffhanger aspect of the story. Like for the story. I just hope there is some conclusion, like, as the stories go. Like, I hope this mm-hmm. this does get some kind of payoff in the later stories. Um, do do and, you think that there's sort of, like, a subgenre where, like, creepypasta is, like, stuff is unsettling. Like, this is an unsettling yeah. story. Yeah. And then there's other ones that are scary pasta, which are things happen that are physically scary. Yeah, oh, no, for sure. Like, there are de- there are all kinds of, like, little niche, like, genres that, like, again, yeah. like, we have, uh... Um, I keep making a reference to it. Uh, the uh, uh, pin, no, is it pinhole fiction? No, keyhole. It's keyhole fiction, where it's just like uh, like there's no real context before or after. It's just kind of in the moment. That's what this is. Yeah, this is very much like that kind of thing too. And this is this is a subtle creepiness. Like, but again, like there's there's a threat, but there's no actual like violence or like no actual harm. People don't have to die. No, exactly. No, People not, don't I, have to go missing. I know, I know, exactly. Yeah, and I'm I'm fine with it. It's just like again, like one of the things that is like. Oh man, I was, like I guess because I was expecting like an '80s horror movie or something like that. One of these kids to go missing, or maybe I just really wanted Nate to go missing because so you're not angry, was, you're just disappointed. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yes, but like not in like a bad way. Like I was just like because the story did nothing wrong. Yeah. I had an expectation and it wasn't met, mm. but that was a, 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 a fabricated expectation of my own. Yeah. So, um, and then honestly, like the past few stories, like Lonesome Road, Shadow Fog, and Firelight. Um, the canaries, they do fe- seem to, f- they do feel to me like I said we've been reading them and I've and we've been like understanding this world that's being built. It feels like they are um, stories collected from a uh, for a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Like we are getting like bits of a bigger picture, um, and I just hope that that fuller story does get does continue and it does like come to some kind of uh, like culmination. Um, I, I do like the build-up of atmosphere, anticipation, and the revelation of what was and then wasn't in the closet. Um, like, that sudden, like, re- realization that the, the trolls were suddenly there and then they weren't. Um, like, for me, that actually kind of creeped me... That was kind of clever to me, and that did actually kind of creep me out when I read that. I was like, oh, <laughs> those were... Whoa. Um, Who says they weren't there, though? No, no, like, he, he says, like, that was... like Then he realized that's what was there. Like, he remembers seeing the trolls, and then they weren't there. When he checked it, when he was looking through them again, he didn't go back to look in there. No, no. When he while he was looking in their closet, they were there on his initial inspection, and then as he was looking, he realized that they had they suddenly vanished. No, he didn't. Yeah, he, he says that in that like like that's why he couldn't sleep. He realized that like while he when he first opened the closet door, there were the trolls and stuff like that, and then at some point while he was still looking there, they vanished. I didn't catch the. That's. That's what I re- that's what I thought. I'm pretty sure that's what it, how it read to me. Anyway, um, I thought he just he thought something was unsettling about the the Smurf and troll. Like there was something no, weird that, about that, that, so he went and asked. That was the that was the um, like that was what was unsettling though was that they vanished while he was searching for them. And then when he asked his brother, it's like, do you have Smurfs and trolls? He's like, no, those are creepy. It's like those were the vector. Those were the 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 things that were like scratching the walls. They they basically posed as toys and then vanished. <laughs> I assume he saw them, like, he was in there, they were there the whole time, he left, and he's like, something's weird about this, and he went and asked, he's like, no, he doesn't have them, and they just took his word. And here's the quote here, uh, you remember, 
They were there when you opened the door, but not there when you checked the floor. Yeah. So when he opened the door, the, the, they were there. And then as he was looking further and like looking around, like and like knocking on the on the wall and stuff of that, they vanished. That's what 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 unnerved him. Um, that's what was giving him the creepy feeling, and that's why he went back to check and asked his brother if he had actually had those toys. I what, when I read that, I assumed that like he opened the door and like he thought like there might be rats there. So he's like looking around. He's not sure, but by the time he checked the floor, he's like, okay, I guess there's nothing here. I, I, don't I assumed that, it that way. Maybe, but I, I think it's, like, to me, I found it creepier when I, the way I saw it with that was, like... Oh, it is. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> I'm just saying that wasn't... It, it didn't paint that picture to me. What about you, Mikey? Did you see that? What did you see? Um... Well, I think part of it is that they didn't really mention the floor in the closet when he was initially looking at it. They did mention that there's, like, the floor was covered in, like, clothes and shit or like or like yeah mess, so you wouldn't be able to see the floor yeah but it's, it's the floor is there even if it's covered by stuff yeah it's still a floor yeah. <laughs> i assume it's like this you open the thing it's like oh there's all the sentimental clothes that's cute okay look behind them okay i don't and see then he, and then he, the walls, then he looks, looks down, down oh there's smurfs up. that's weird closes it and leaves no, but apparently like when he opened the he, he took note that like, he like basically like at the corner of his eye or something like that saw or a quick glance saw that there were smurfs and, or troll things on the ground, thinking they were just trolls or smurf things. Then he went to check. He pulled out, pulled farther in and checked. And then when he went down to look, check the uh, the floor more thoroughly, he didn't realize at the time until later that he that the the trolls and smurf things weren't there. So they had basically scattered. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I I kind of envisioned it. And to me, that's a really kind of creepy revelation. Mm-hmm. Was that he thought what what he thought was he was seeing. Like basically, little fairy creatures, little troll creatures, mm-hmm. scattered. Uh, like, like posed as toys and then scattered as soon as he wasn't looking at them. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they just vanished, like invisible, like invisibility, covert. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, like, that's basically like my end of my final thoughts, or my my uh, my actual thoughts is just that it like I, I kind of want some uh, like. Uh, I, I was expecting some kind of like final confrontation with the things, but like I am okay with the. The sense of dread <laughs> that these kids, or the, the, that these kids have, because of like what he realized was and was not in that closet, um, and I think that that him suddenly having that revelation was really clever and creepy to me. So, yeah. good job, and I'm proud. But on to the next actual thoughts. All right, Mikey. So, I reread over that whole closet situation, <laughs> and. I, I guess that's what's trying to say, but I don't know. Yeah, poorly worded. Well, at least for for my brain. Yeah. To yeah. pick it up, it, it didn't catch it. Fair enough. Yeah. Out of curiosity, when did you read this? Uh, your your actual thoughts, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it, it was today. Two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was actually. Was it when I texted you last night? It's like, hey, Secret World Legends. It was like. Uh, like Warframe. Sorry, Bob. Yeah. I was like, totally should read this story. Yeah. <laughs> so first things first. Back to the HP Lovecraft. Lovercraft. Yes, Lovercraft quote. Mm-hmm. So I don't like this. Final thoughts, Mikey. Jesus. <laughs> So I don't like this. Gamer, what do you think? 
no. <laughs> I really don't like this. Here's my elaboration. Well, <laughs> I think that's the second or third time that's happened in the last couple of weeks. Yes. <laughs> what was the last? I don't remember. Either way. Anyway, my problem is that the quote is taken out of context. Okay. If you actually add the two sentences before this quote, it makes it much darker. Oh, actually makes it better? Or That quote You better? don't know about this? I, it, okay, it's, made, been a few, it's been a few years since I actually read this one, and I did not actually read like reread the story like when I was looking for that quote. Mm. Yeah. So. It makes it better, but it makes it so it has nothing to do with this story. Oh, okay. Go on. So, I say that I have not murdered Edward Derby. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. That, this is, that's basically what that story was about. <laughs> it was elaborating why he did not kill the person. Rather, have I avenged him, and in so doing, purged the earth of a horror whose survival might have loosed untold terrors on all mankind. There are black zones of shadow close to our daily paths, and now and then some evil soul breaks a passage through. When that happens, the man who knows must strike before reckoning the consequences. So he killed him because he's a demon. Essentially. To me, this quote still works, even without that that initial, that second, that, that before sentence. Because he's describing like like it is it it does work like as a quote for like the story because it there are things breach trying to breach in through that closet or maybe through some dimensional rift in the closet or whatever um, or like why, where those creatures are and like he's the description like it it, it kind of matches that for that one quote I I mean that's kind of why you do quotes like like they're, you're not going to get the full context like that I don't think that I don't think it's out of context necessarily because like. That first sentence was okay. Just describing why he why he did that, and then this one is explaining like the like kind of giving you a little bit of exposition about the world of like things are breaching but through. It's like still that. a quote about killing a man instead of yeah. But the well, man is a monster. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Like the that's man was the whole monster, thing. Yeah. Regardless, it's talking about monsters that are in the shadows. And actually, you know what? To break to make it even uh, make it a little bit more fitting to the story, I will um, the the whole thing about um, Edward Derby. Is that he is actually not? He's there's somebody else in his skin, in that that in that in that story. So I believe so it would work for the story even more because the creatures are pose like kind of pose as toys, like something harmless, something. If they were action figures of Edward Derby, no, makes sense. (laughs) If you want to be like stupidly literal with it, yeah, but I always do. (laughs) Yes, but like in terms of like using it like from the like the that aspect of like something hidden within something familiar, that still works for the story to me, like with the context. Um, so you're wrong. It it didn't work for me though. But that's fair. (laughs) But I, I still much would have preferred the full context. Okay. Even if, <laughs> even if it didn't have, even if, like yeah, I mean, for like, me, I would prefer the full full context and have the, the entire, entire story written down. <laughs> I mean, you could actually get away with that because H.P. Lovecraft stories are copy are, have no copyright; they are completely public domain. 
So you could literally copy and paste it. You no, you could. No, you get shit. You get so much shit. But legally, you could do it because he's no like like he he never copyrighted any of his stuff. But no, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm being incredibly stupid. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but I I, I so I, I can see where you're like why you don't like why you don't care for it. Um, no. I do think you're wrong, but that's my own personal opinion on that. Yeah. Um. All right. Then the next part, the Canaries. Okay, yeah. I figured I it out. Okay. The Smurfs and Trolls are Canaries. They're actually birds. Yeah, bird souls. Ooh. Because the Canaries are dead in the mines. But and they're, they're wreaking... Ha- that's why the fog's there. It's actually like like uh, that, that uh, town in Pennsylvania that's Silent Hill. <laughs> why, the would they, why would they have a sentience to um, know... To stop moving, aka well, they, a la they, Toy Story, they when there's humans around. They don't stop moving; they disappear because they're spirits. But he saw the Smurf and the. They've troll. taken on the appearance of Smurfs and trolls. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is, if it's a bird running around as a Smurf, it wouldn't go. Oh, there's a per- there's a person. I have to act like a normal toy now. Gamer, I have your I have the I have the I have the, I have the explanation. That's why I say it's not a Toy Story situation. Where they're intelligent enough. What? The canary, the spirits of the canaries, when they die in the mines, yes. they become kobolds. And so that's why they look like trolly, smurfy creatures. And so when they like pop, when 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 they're scratching and like trying to get into the closet, and the door gets open, it's like. <gasps> and then when the kid like starts looking, like kobold invisibility, kobold, and then they vanish. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> why not? But you're wrong. <laughs> wrong. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it didn't, yeah, like the, the Canaries thing did like it, it, it. To me, it did make sense, but it was a little bit like it's 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 kind of like a lonesome road. Like when she when they had the um, uh, the Mariner quote oh, yeah, that yeah. really did, that was kind of taken out yeah, of context yeah, as well. Yeah. Like same kind of thing. Like sometimes I, it some like I know that some people do like put that in there because it's the inspiration for the story or like 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 that they yeah. take that as like kind of the but like maybe sometimes it's like you don't have to have that quote there. Like just mm-hmm. let the story run on its own two feet, mm-hmm. basically. I don't think the canary situation is literal. No, as, it, as no, much no. as I love to be liberal. No, no, no. Like no, it is literal. It isn't, sorry, it isn't literal. It's 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 based off that description, which was like um, that. Um, this is a warning to something more bigger going to happen in the next story. Oh, I know. I'm yeah. referring to the ghosts of dead birds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. And, well, I, that was, mm-hmm. I was just going off of yeah. like, what you guys are bouncing off of. And then I just like, oh, kobolds, they're, mine cre- they're mining creatures. And never and co- bird-like. And, and they, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. When, when, like, well, birds, uh, bird spirits don't look like, bird spir- uh, like birds when they die. <laughs> Again, being critically silly, I was jumping into the critically silly pool. Sorry. <laughs> Apparently I hit critical mass when we jumped into the critical silly pool. Essentially you dived off of the highest platform, but you jumped so far you landed in the shallow end, broke your knees and you're stuck there. Oh god. That's why? what you did. <laughs> you tried so hard that you failed. I tried so hard and got so far, but in the end it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Alright. I had to fail to lose it out. <laughs> He's breaking the song. <laughs> Honestly, if it wasn't, if it wasn't like, I, if, if copyright wasn't a thing, that would literally be the the, intro, the ending to this, this this episode. Yeah, but 
Uh, you could sing it. Does no, that count? Yeah, it does. does it? No, it doesn't. Yeah, you can't even do like like the, the ten second or thirty second rule for like songs. As I found out, actually, isn't a legitimate rule. It's not actually a, like a thing. It's, oh, it's all about um, situational uh, thing. And like even then, like you have to ask like permission and stuff like that. It's yeah. It like they're making everything not fun anymore. I mean. No, they're just they're they're just tightening there because people are abusing the the system, <laughs> or abusing stuff. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> Going back to the actual thoughts, yes. I'm sorry we derailed that hard. <laughs> those those minecarts got pulled off, the, destroying yeah. all the coal down. Yeah. All right. So the next issue I had was the banter between Russell and Nate when Nate is trying to get Russell to check out his <laughs> his, closet? his closet okay okay he said finally I guess I believe about the rats so you'll check out my closet Russell shrugged sure I guess Nate stared hard at him what do you mean you'll Guess. That's what I mean, sure. I'll guess. You're still guessing whether I'm making this up, Nate whined. Look, damn it, Russell fumed. Do you want me to check for rats or not? So, my issue is that this really is an adult talking to a kid. Trying to teach him not to say "I guess," yeah, and yet it's the kid talking <laughs> it's the to the seven-year-old talking yeah. to his older brother. Yeah, and also, like when I read it, it kind of felt like um, that seven-year-old way too no, intelligent. Not just that, not not quite that. It, it felt like um, the writer was kind of getting lost in their own, um, like, like basically got lost in a commentary on like I like that semantic of "I guess." Yeah, like it, it kind of felt like that. Like it, it like. It's like, why are they having this random conversation about I guess? Like, that you really wouldn't have, unless the ki- like, um, like unless it was like something like a, a written thing. Yeah. It's like, it, it, that's or that's just something that happens under duress in yeah. this maybe, stressful and, situation. Or, or maybe that yeah, and again, like you could take it that maybe that kid like he, like he he just he's worried and like he's overthinking something, and like he's like, what do you mean I guess? Do you not guess that like uh, like do you like not think that like I'm I'm telling the truth or whatever or something like that? Well. The problem I have is that Russell shrugs and says, sure, I guess. Yeah. That, to me, signifies defeat, and he's going to yeah, do it. exactly, yeah. <laughs> no, I guess. And then there's this, long, there's this like, conversation about, like, why he said, I guess. And I was like, why? Because he, when he's looking at his huge, like, tough Jack older brother, brother he, he's expecting him to be like, I'll save you, I'll kill all the rats. And then he's like, sure, I guess. So, to Nate, he's like, what do you mean? Uh, You're supposed to protect me. Yeah, but if, don't be an asshole. If that had been, if that had been the dialogue, I would have been fine with it. But the way, like the, the fact that like Nate, like is like, what do you mean? I guess. Like, yeah, he's like, well, technically, if you say you guess, I'm not sure if you mean this or that. Yeah, exactly. So would you clarify? Yeah, exactly. It's like prior to you saving my life. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I, I do agree with you though. Like, yeah. that was kind of a clunky. Conversations that don't feel need to be there or need to be rewritten yeah. to be a little bit more. Uh, I, I hate to say this, but like natural, like brotherly dialogue, because it did not feel like brotherly dialogue. No. Well, it, it depends felt... if the little kid's a jerk. 
Well, I mean, we already kind of knew that. Like, if he's a, no, I'm not gonna lie, I was a kind of hoping super Nate intelligent was jerk. Get, yeah, I was kind of hoping Nate was gonna get disappeared. Get disappeared. Wow. Didn't necessarily get eaten, just get whisked away, like vanish. But because he was being such a, a jerk about like his situations, like dude. only in that one scene that it, took it, like it, five it, seconds. It annoyed me so much. I was like, this, this to kid's... the point you didn't even bring it up. I understand. <laughs> no, 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 at the beginning of the, the story where he's complaining about like, like, oh yeah. and like, oh, how dare we live in this large house? Yeah, when he's being negative, Nancy near woods, like, and like, oh god, it's only sunny. Like, there's only long periods of sun every so often. Otherwise, there's fog and rain. And it's like, Jesus, negative Nancy, get the hell out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Go into that closet and get eaten by the rats. Yeah. <laughs> that was my, uh, and then would then Russell was like, oh no, Russell's gonna die. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I did find it like yeah, like the story had like its moments, but it also had like parts where it's yeah, it's yeah. like uh, a little clunky. Yeah, and uh, another thing, uh, when uh, they're talking about the Godzilla and yeah, the all the that sort of stuff, uh, there's also a mention of Willard. I yeah, didn't was look that, that wait, up. that was a book. For, That's also an old movie. Is it also an old movie? I thought, yeah. I, I remember there was a new one that came yeah, out. They with, uh, with, yeah, they made a remake. Glover. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, so there was an original one, though, yeah. right? Okay, cool. And when did it come out? Well, <laughs> 70s? I, I don't know. But the fact that a seven-year-old watching Willard, a horror movie... Again, um, I'm going to... Go back to my own childhood where I watched Poltergeist and Species and yeah. Alien at but, six. <laughs> but the thing is, if Russell knows that he watches these movies he knows and that. knows that he's just scared because he watched Willard the day before, then yeah, there's no rats. I'll check it out. There's no yeah. issue. Hence why he just nonchalantly said... <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I guess. Like, yeah. Like, well, did, like, it's more along the lines of like he didn't want to bother because he knew that there's nothing yeah. there. <laughs> really, the only, he was going to the bathroom. <laughs> and he got bumped into it by his by his brother. Yeah. Who like was calling for their mom and dad. Yes. So it's like really like it's it's really just like he's just tired and like it's the middle of the night. He doesn't want to deal with this crap. <laughs> but he's he's a brother, so he's gonna do it. Hmm. <laughs> Speaking of over analyzing and overthinking things. Yep. It's <laughs> what we do. Alright, and that's my actual thoughts. Okay. I had no actual thoughts written down. Okay. Because uh, literally just, the only actual thoughts are just, I don't even know, because the story went through, it went through its paces fine. Yeah. There's weirdness every now and then, but most of my problems with it were the, the clunkiness of the... Um, was our references? Yeah, really. like yeah, yeah. That if anything, like again, like I keep saying it through this. I think I feel like I keep saying this through this pot, this episode. But mm-hmm. like, I like the story. It just needs to be structured properly. Yeah, I, I do think the kid doesn't. He doesn't. The way he acts and thinks, he doesn't act and think like a seven year old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say that. Yeah, and when I first read the whole situation of him, like he's saying, "Oh, I'm I'm terrified of rats." He's like. Tracing them through the walls, I imagined he got out of bed and like was literally having his head, his like hand or his head on the wall, like trying to listen for them. I'm like, if you're terrified of rats, you're not going to do that. I don't... But then later on, it's saying like, I li- uh, 
now that like while I'm still sitting in my bed, it's like oh he never left his bed. Yeah, like I had to like, go back yeah, like to think knuckle, that white knuckled like shivering under the covers kind of thing. Yeah, so he was just like literally like watching the sound yeah. move around. So that that's fine, but I didn't get that yeah. image in my head immediately, which is kind of the problem with this. A lot of the times when something's laid out to me, it's it's not the picture's not painted properly to the point that I have to read the entire scene and then go back over the scene. And redrawing things that weren't there from the get-go. Yeah. And the whole, like, thought process of this kid is way higher than what I think it would be. Mm -hmm. To the point that, like, he can explain specifically, like, his... His dad's job and, like... His situation. And, like, the name of his dad's company. Did you... Do you know the name of your dad's random company when you're seven? Yeah, um, I've known my dad... Yeah, my dad's... I've known my dad all my life. Again, <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 I... I yeah, I kind of did, like, because it was... Well, then again, it is a... It's kind of a, a generic name like that, too. Like, or like this one, too. But I'm not going to say it, because I don't want people to look it up. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I kind of had that, like, combating in my mind as I read the story. It's like, how smart is this kid? It's like, I guess, no, like, some of this, like, would... Like, if he was... Situationally, if he was told this kind of... Like, explained why he had to move constantly... Mm-hmm. Like not not move constantly, but like he was constantly being told why they had to move and stuff of that because mm-hmm. he kept whining. Then like he probably like memorized um, the explanations and like loathed them. Um, like they kind of be burned into his memory, kind of thing. Maybe. Um, and also the fact like although I did joke earlier about like how this kid's just gonna start like talking about the fiscal situation with uh, or the financial situation with housing in this town. Yeah. <laughs> soon because it's like like the real estate uh, the real estate environment going on with the McMansions near the redwood trees and the slum uh, the slums of uh, of Uniontown and whatever. Um, are, are McMansions mansions owned by? Um, owners of McDonald's. No, they're they're shitty um, faux uh, mansions. Oh. Like they're they're not quite a mansion, but they're like they're basically like cookie cutter mansions that are made for like the upper class. I see. It. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just stuff like he's talking about income brackets. And, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just weird. Yeah, I, I, I was almost like this almost would have been better if this was like the omniscient. Uh, narrator. Yeah, which is actually going into what, what I, think, I was about to talk about next. I, a lot of the time through the story, I wasn't sure if it was a narrator telling us this, or if, it was or if it's mind. just his thought process. Yeah. Because yeah. from the get-go, it's saying, like, Nate didn't like this thing, and he thinks this place sucks, and then it kind of shifts into just him constantly thinking about things, and then it goes back to a narrator at some point, but it yeah. doesn't... You know, it's... Yeah, like, I, I, I agree. Like, it, it doesn't shift well, or there's no clear segue or like to from like the thought process of the kids to the narrators uh like to, like talk, elaborating the out, out of out of world stuff right and, and what's weird is like there's one section where the entire thing is italicized because it is him thinking something actively yeah so that part is but i i don't know about the rest of it like if the rest of it is meant if everything that's not dialogue and not italicized is meant to be a narrator, then that explains the um, the higher thought processes and the the more information that a seven year old would have that's being given to us. Yeah. But without that being a little clearer, I, I don't know. Indeed. Yes. So is that all your? Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, like I I definitely do agree with you with that. So. Um... 
But getting into our final thoughts then, recommendations and such. So the biggest thing that could use a lot of work is the structuring of the information and the paragraphs for the story. The run-on sentences are the biggest issue for me in this entire thing. Um, the information we're given for the story is good. The setting, like I, I, I know the setting, uh, like of this, and it's only like a few, like less than an hour or so, uh, in terms of time lapse of what, how, what, what, where the how the events go on, mm-hmm. like within an hour at least, um, in this one night in like an '80s kind of period, um, in this shitty town, like rainy town. I get that. It's just the information is so is kind of. Just not a, it's like a first draft or like kind of not addressed like or the the structure just wasn't wasn't there with like and like the missing periods and all that. Mm-hmm. So that said, paint me intrigued as I've said on the setting and the bigger story. Um, I do enjoy the world that's being created in the uh, in these stories that we've been reading of this of the Curtisville stories. Um, and I want to know more, so I want to read more of like see like where it goes in the other stories. So I'd recommend it for what I like about the story, like about the, like the actual like plot and, the, and what's going on. And like the fact that it did want make me want to read, uh, read more by the end of it mm-hmm. though. This story could use some, some, maybe not some, a lot of editing work, um, just grammatically. Um, but otherwise ultimately I would recommend it because I did enjoy the story for the atmosphere and the end and the buildup and, that little, re- that clever, creepy revelation of what was in the closet. Um, that some of us got and some of us did. Well, I for, again personally, I, I like I like that. So I, ca- I I guess I caught it, and if you're like minded, I recommended that. Mm-hmm. So that's my recommendation. Would you find that, or would you say that um, comparing this in Shadow, Fog, and Firelight because I didn't read the first one, so I don't know if that one yeah, is you- like this one or the previous one. Would you say that this one is like way more mundane, like? Astronomically, so it's a lot, it's, yeah, it's a lot different. Like the the stories have been a lot different. Uh, this one actually feels more like the original one because Shadow Fog um, and Firelight. I recall it being like a dreamscape kind of situation. It starts like off, you're yeah, sitting. It's, it's like people are sitting there at a campfire, and like one of them's a like two of them aren't even human, right? Yeah, one of them's a mage, one of them's an elf creature, and then the other and then the other one's a half dead cursed girl. Yeah, and um, then this one is like super mundane. Yeah, well, again, like, these stories are kind of a blend between fantastical, like like shadowy fantastical, um, and like mundane reality, like mundane crappy reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of like that for the, like these, these stories because of it's kind of like an urban fantasy horror blend. So you're saying the first one is like Rambo First Blood. <laughs> okay, then the second one is like Rambo Two or Three. And then the third one is like Rambo, like it's going back to the mundane yeah. kind of kind of low key um, thing, the, like where the middle is the well, most fantastic. You remember, Shadow Fog and Firelight did start, and I think end with a mo- with a mundane thing, like the person's in her house, and then they, she yes. dreams of being a butterfly or like a moth like uh, perception of like what's going on at that fi- uh, that uh, that bonfire. Yeah, so I so, guess it in itself is mundane because it's all a dream, but at least the images put in your head are fantastic. Mundane extraordinary mundane because who's to say that those dreams aren't actually like visions of something that's going on down the down the beach or down the coastline. That's what I figured. That's, that's, that's what I figured is going on. And even again in, in Lonesome Road, you probably should read Lonesome Road before we, uh, before we uh, continue we do the next one. 
Um, a Lonesome Road is very similar to this one in that it starts off Monday and we get we actually get all, I think most of these characters are actually from the bus ride <laughs> that we that we uh, we get um, that introduces a bunch of these kids that mm-hmm. are um, like going down the road and that's when the, our main character of that one notices the weird uh, weird uh, mailbox mm-hmm. um, and then she's in her room trying to sleep because it's raining and, and foggy and stuff. And then she has a, a dream of like that of that mailbox, and it's not a mailbox; it's something else, like some kind of like weird thing, um, almost like a face huggery kind of thing. And then it, she wakes up from the uh, from the dream and looks out her window, and the, the mailbox is there, but it's not a mailbox, but it is, but it isn't. And that's where the story ends. Okay. Um, it's like a weird, it's a weird fictiony kind of like mm-hmm. creepy, but like because of out of place mundane objects that aren't quite mundane. Kind of like Smurfs and Trolls. That aren't quite that Smurfs aren't supposed and Trolls. Yeah, exactly. Like, I kind of like, like, that's what I, I'm getting from the story. And, like, the, yeah, so, like, it's kind of that nice blend of, like, mundane stuff that's creepy, like, childhood mu- creepy mundane stuff mm-hmm. with fantastical, dreamlike, like, angles. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, <laughs> sorry, that was a uh, conversation. <laughs> Mikey, your recommendation? Uh, was that actually your recommendation, though, or, what? That, or was that just your comment on the the story, like that? I was just commenting. Okay. So let's see. We got a seven year old that doesn't act like a seven year old. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. A jock that doesn't act like a jock. What do you mean? That's a debate. <laughs> well, the hey, cardiopulmonary he, he, okay. infarction. We already <laughs> talked <laughs> about this. <laughs> He is a avid football player who gets hit in the head a lot with aspirations also, of being a doctor. Also, for the kid that's the seven-year-old that's, that doesn't act like a seven-year-old, well, he is in the special uh, education room for because he wouldn't be able to sit down properly. Like so, like he's like basically he wouldn't be able to tolerate normal classes. Okay. So there go. It might be that he's actually um, like just a lot smarter than the average person. No, or, no, okay. He's in grade one. And okay. he's seven years old. He should at least be in grade two. Maybe three. Does it say that he's... Does yeah. it say grade one? I'm pretty sure. I don't remember that. I, I don't re- recall that. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it does. I'm going to have to pull it already. I don't to the phone. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see anything in there? It, it just talks about him being seven. and Yeah, it doesn't thing. say that he's grade one. Pretty sure it did somewhere. Where's the search function? <laughs> How do I do that? Uh, yeah, just, just a regular first grade closet. First grade closet, as in, oh, I guess that could be his first grader. Yeah, he's not. He's not saying like this is an A grade closet. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's initially that's what I kind of thought it was. Um, shit, you know. Okay, this is also. Russell, the smart idiot. The smith idiot. Okay, so he may be like, yeah, my brother's still in first grade. He's a smock. He's a smart jock. Yeah. He's like, yeah, my brother, he's seven years old and he's in first grade. Shouldn't he be in third grade? Yeah, third grade. My brother's six years old in third grade. He just said he was seven. Yeah, seven in first grade. No, he's not the smartest. But yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know what grade yeah. he's actually in. If he's yeah. in first grade, then he's been held back a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because he has so much intelligence in his head 
And he's like, well, I'm not doing you do. your little if, baby work. I know how to do things. If M.M. Pratt... Give me um, algebra. <laughs> if M.M. Pratt um, would like to confirm um, the, the grade and age... Because it's necessary. It is vital, apparently. <laughs> no, uh, but for real, um, like... They've been they've been mentioning uh, they've been commenting on the other episodes so like yeah. they it might have just been a loop yeah yeah um, possible yeah <laughs> okay so seven year old who doesn't act like a seven year old yes I, I semi concede yeah semi I'm not happy right. about it but I concede a little bit okay and then you concede it a little bit. I you kill can, you. You can seed what he's seeding. Call the skirt! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. And there was another thing that just kept pulling me out of the story. And I wasn't really sure what it was until Game Run Yellow. <laughs> Slain dead. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, which is, I suppose I do wish this was a uh, visual podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do visual jokes on here, they don't work. Yeah. Other than making you idiots giggle. <laughs> although, uh, although I, I, I'm just going to hear the stand and be like, Cold Skirt, walk! It's going to be bad. Yeah. And then, yeah. You could like, add in a little bazooka sound or something. Or, uh, no, that's not how Cold Curses work. It's, just, it's like, it's like. Or it'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you doing like the Yogg Sopop yeah. thing? <laughs> like, nice. Yeah, for the Yogg Sopop, we're being stupid. We're doing we're more being visual bad. jokes. Yeah, we shouldn't be. <laughs> we are a radio podcast. Anyways, continue. Right. Sorry. So, uh, I believe Game in Yellow oh, yeah, well, hit it on the head with the whole narrator not knowing as a narrator. Yeah. Yeah. So, th- that kept pulling me out of the story. That's sad. Which is a sign of poor writing, unfortunately. Yeah. So I cannot recommend this. All right, fair. Fair enough, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for me, the way the story went was fine. I, I didn't have a problem with it. Again, like, wise it sounded like a broken record. Like, yeah. yeah, it needs editing. That's fine. Most creepy bosses do. That's not new. Yeah, pretty much every creepy boss we read, other than Antran, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> Again, check out our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. um, plug, plug, plug. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, the story was was all right. It's just I I, I can see where you're coming from, Cultus. It didn't go anywhere for you because there wasn't any huge payoff. So okay, like uh, it was creepy yeah. but not scary. I yeah. understand. But um, and that, I, sorry, I just like to clarify that was not a problem of the story. That was something that I laid an expectation I laid on the story myself. Yeah, because of the quote at the beginning about canaries and I the canaries die. No, I also just dis- at the start of the story does say it does say demise or <laughs> make more paper noises. There you go. <laughs> uh, or um, fuck. <laughs> oh, there it is. That's a start. <laughs> I, I had it in my other notes. Um, demise or distress provides an early warning of danger. So it does say in the story, in the quote, that it is a demise of something or a distress as the warning. And this one is definitely the distress as is the warning. But the thing is, like, you had it in your mind. I, before, yeah. before you even read a single word of the physical story, you had the word demise in your head. Yeah. So because you're thinking like canaries to me like when a mine, when a canary dies, 
that that's the most visual. That's the most the strongest visual of a mining canary. It's not exactly. that they're like fluttering around, like freaking out, or like um, I've even heard like they used rats actually in World War One during in tunnel making in tunnel in the tunnel wars. Yeah. Um, and if they were started freaking out and some of that, that's when they would uh, like move away. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it wasn't always when they died. But the, when, whenever you think of like mining canaries, you think of the ones that just fall over dead. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I did have that preconceived conception of like a dead canary, and we possibly have one with, with Larry, with Larry the canary, <laughs> if he even exists. Larry the the literal canary, yeah, <laughs> or the literary canary, yeah. There we go, Larry the literary canary. <laughs> yeah, well, literal canary. No, well, he's not literally a canary, but he's literary. Literary he is like a, words. Yeah, he is, a, he, is, he, is a, uh, he is the metaphor of the canary. He's the narrator. Story. Oh my god! Yeah, why not? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I kind of wish he was there, or yeah. just because he's not there, don't write him in. Yeah. Unless you have plans for him later, but. Maybe they do. Maybe, like, the next story or, like, a story down the way will have, like, the aftermath of, like, maybe they will find out that, like, Larry went missing. Like,. Maybe the the rats. Whether well, Russell and Nate were missing, and Larry has to go save, find them. Yeah, maybe find out what's going on. I don't know, but and that's another thing. Like we're given a lot of information, but a lot of the information is kind of unnecessary because like we don't even meet his dad or his mom, but they're like briefly but mentioned are, to a point. To to that degree, though, they are in in terms of the story and like the, to the situation, they are the reason why they're stuck in this situation. So when you need like they, we are given some context. Uh, they, they're basically not there like as a person. They're there as a context to why these people are stuck in this large house in the middle of, in like, like between Curtisville and Uniontown. But also, for all we know, this kid could have been tortured at their previous homes too because Russell says that whenever he calls, it's him always saying it's this or that that he sees. Yeah, but this so, is the time where it's actually real or it's something actually like, like something serious. Like, no, but I'm saying, like, something could have been annoying him the whole time. It's just he plays it off to it being Godzilla or whatever, but this time it sounded like a rat to him because he watched some movie about rats, so that put rats in his mind or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. He watched some yeah. Canadian exploitation movie. Yeah. <laughs> or Canadian horror well, exploitation. He watched but, Willard. Oh, yeah. Say the, yeah, right, yeah. right. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, it could be entirely based on what he sees, mm-hmm. even though yeah. it's a mundane one. It could so, be, yeah. Whatever's haunting them could be haunting the family and not the house that they're in. It's just because it's a new house and it's a new medium, because yeah. it's using rats, it's using what rats would do, which would be going through the walls. Whereas if it's Godzilla, he'd be hearing roars in the outside. Out in the hurricane weather. And yeah, stuff. exactly. Like, oh, God, can you imagine? Like, he looks outside and it's just like, like a flash of lightning and you just see a silhouette of a giant dinosaur thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, that would be... A, a different story entirely. <laughs> Pretty much. But, um, but yeah, what I'm, what I'm getting yeah. at here is like, the, them moving could have absolutely nothing to do with what's happening. With there. the weirdness that happens in Curtis, in Curtisville? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, is that, is that where they are? Yeah, this, well, they're, in, they're in the region of, of the, the weirdness that, is, that surrounds Curtisville, Uniontown, and like the weird beachhead, like where that beachfront is of it. Like, this is all taking place. Oh, they're all in the same area? Yeah, this is all taking place in that localized uh, coastal region that, um, that, the other stories have taken place in. Okay. That's why they, they keep, I, I keep bringing that up, is that, like, I, I keep calling this the Curtisville stories, yeah. because I don't know if, if they have an the author has a, of... an overarching, like, name for the myth, yeah. for their cycle or their stories. Yeah. But, 
Uh, and Curtisville was the first town in the first story, so... Okay. And it does keep getting mentioned in the uh, preceding So, stories. in the lore of the story, it's probably based on where where they are, but you never know. Yeah. Yeah, so you, you, you're, yeah okay, so yours is like... Um, like that, it actually has nothing to do with the weirdness that is Curtis Town or Curtisville. It's actually just like something. It's like the bedtime story thing, where it's like or the uh, bedtime where like something is stalking them. It's entirely possible. Like it's not the house; it's them. <laughs> like without me knowing more, that's just something I'm assuming, yeah. making a, a judgment call on that. It could be. Yeah. But overall, the story was fine. So um, I just wish it wasn't as uh, long-winded. I guess with the descriptions. Mm. And, like, I didn't actually look at it, but I feel like there was way too much of a chunk um, explaining stuff that didn't really need to be explained at the start. Okay. Because I took 11 notes up to, um, like, before any of the dialogue really happened. So, like, after that, it kind of started going a lot... Like, it flowed a lot better, Mm -hmm. I found. Like, the dialogue was fine, it's just the all the exposition-y stuff wasn't as... It's fluid to me. Yeah, no. So. Uh, yeah, that was my uh, biggest thing. Again, like, the run-on sentences and the exposition air, like, the way they were just so, like, ex- like exposition, exposition, <laughs> get it out, ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, yeah, it's just very, like, it, it kind of just, like, dropped. Like, it needs to be, I just feel like it would benefit from, like, being restructured or, like, the paragraphs being yeah. restructured and, like, add a few periods and, like, just structure the sentences a little bit stronger. Okay. Well, either way, I'll, I'll give my yeah. recommendation two okay. different ways. If I saw it the way it was assumed it was supposed to be seen, that I didn't catch it, yeah. I would give it a half recommendation because I, I like the whole kind of spooky situation where, like, he opens the, the back of the cupboard, opens the cupboard, sees the weird toys. It's like, okay, those are weird. Looks around. Then, and it just then, doesn't notice that yeah. they're gone until he goes, like, why, why am I feeling so weird? Like, what, like, so creeped out. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Also, when he went back... Why didn't he just look in the cupboard again? His brother put a bunch of uh, furniture in front of it. He can't move it? <laughs> I guess he could. He's just like, I don't fuck it. I don't want to do it. If he's that annoyed by it to the, to the point that he couldn't sleep, well, and then he, I'd be like, okay, I need to see did, if they're actually yeah. there or not. Maybe. No? Okay, I'm I can, terrified. You know, I could see actually that being the case because, like, well, he does, because he does ask his brother, he's like, do you have Smurfs to toy, control thing? And he's like, no, those are creepy. He's like, oh, uh, okay, and then he just walks back to his room. But that's the thing, he knows because, he saw it. Yeah, I know. So, maybe, okay, that's that's him and not me, but if that yeah. was me, I'd be like, okay, I, I know what I saw. Yeah, I need to see if they're there or not, to yeah. see if I am insane or if something's going on. Because um, I, I don't want things to be left to assumptions. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, take it from, like, maybe from, like, a brother, like, point of view, it's like, like a, a bigger brother point of view, like... You don't want to creep. Out. You don't want to scare. You're already kind of like freaked out, kid brother. So like, I was like, you maybe it's already like, scared I, to the point of putting I know, but you may, like, in front of it. I'm just saying, like, from this kid's point of view, he may it may be like I'm not saying it is, but I'm just saying but maybe it's um, a case of like he doesn't want to freak out his brother, so he's just like gonna let it, like, let it go. No, I do. I would go back into my room, find some weird looking statue or something, and be like. Hey, buddy, I know you're stressed. I, I, I have this protection amulet. I'm just going to put it in your in your cupboard to make sure that they don't bug you for the rest of the night. Fair. I mean, he is a jock. He gets hit in the head a lot. I understand. But he also wants to be a doctor, so he should be smart, too. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> He's coming up. Yeah. yeah. But there's ways around it, essentially. Yeah. So, okay, either way, like I'm saying, if I saw it the way it was supposed to be seen, it's a half recommendation because I like that. It's just 
too much exposition and all that stuff, but the way it was laid out to me, I, I kept fumbling over it, and I didn't mm-hmm. get the whole twisty like, situation yeah. at the end, so it just kind of stopped, and I didn't really appreciate that, so I'd give it a soft no, but not a harsh no, because I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Just it, it could have been better. Okay, so... Yes, no, maybe. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, maybe. Can you repeat the question? You're not the boss of me now. Sorry. It's a very uh, musical session here. Apparently it is. Are you calling me Malcolm? Yes. You're Malcolm, the E stands for evil. <laughs> Wait. The E stands for in the middle. <laughs> Just, uh, There's an E in there somewhere. It's fine. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's our recommendations. That's the depending on how you see it, you can enjoy it one way or another. Yeah, and that's this week's episode. So if you like what you heard, if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted. Whether it be on Kiwi Six, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr, you can check us out on uh, Twitter. Uh, Mikey's at E Stands for Evil. I'm at Review Cultist. Gamer in Yellow is on Xbox Live at The Gamer in Yellow, but without the W because well, Microsoft hates you. And you can check out the, uh, um, uh, you can also send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas you'd like us to discuss on the show. Uh, also, you can send us a, a rating and review on iTunes or other streaming sites. Um, let us know how we're doing. Help us uh, grow as a, as a podcast. Uh, and uh, if you'd like to... Uh, uh, if you'd like to uh, check out the title cards for each episode, you can go to crazonstudios.tumblr.com or on YouTube, Aldente Rigamortis. Uh, our channel has videos of each episode. And if you'd like to help support the show, you can go to Patreon, look up Aldente Rigamortis, and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have a uh, $2 and $5 tier currently with uh, behind-the-scenes content, extra episodes, special episodes, early access uh, special episodes include Al Dente Revelations at the two dollar tier, where Mikey and I listen to the old recordings um, of the cultist and the doctor back in the day, and um, see how their thoughts and our thoughts on the story differ, and possibly have a revelation while doing so. And then uh, Al Dente Reloaded at the five dollar tier, where previously to that, previously to Revelations, Mikey and I go in and read the creepypastas without any outside influence from the cultist and the doctor to um, see what we think of it. Yeah, and as of this recording, it seems you guys have been on Antran, or been doing Antran stuff? Uh, yes. <laughs> I think we're at, like, episode 30 or something? 20. 20? Is it 20? Yep. <laughs> oh, this is the 30th one that I've done, I think. On the main show. Okay. Like, this is... Because I, I, I remember writing down 30 in one of my notes recently, oh, okay. so it's probably for the title of this. Ah, I gotcha. Alright. Um, yeah, you can check those out. Um, and for our backers that are already helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're ke- helping keep those dastardly hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. And in fact, we appreciate all of our listeners. Uh, thank you for listening this long, or if you're a new person and you like the show, thank you. And... We hope to hear from you, um, or just we hope that you enjoy the show as you continue to listen. Um, and so until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the E stands for evil. And I'm the Gamer Neil. And this has been Al Dente Mortis. Sleep well.
happy that I wrote down what the issue was because my mind auto-corrected the issue. And I was like, what's wrong with this? And then I, I looked at the note and like, da 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 and I look back. Oh, holy crap! <laughs> nice. I went on to um, a relatively reliable like library of Lovecraft stories, like online. It's called my books. 